This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Snoop Dogg there with Beautiful. Owen says this song is for Koli. <laughs> Koli is in studio. Koli Zondo. She is a TV and radio broadcaster. She looks absolutely beautiful on this Saturday morning. I mean, we know her to be like that, right? If you watch the public broadcaster, yeah, you can watch. Yeah, I can mention that, right, Danica? If you watch the public broadcaster, then you'd know who we are talking about. She does sports, and that is the conversation that we are having with her. Um, this morning about being a woman in sport, but she you've got a few nominations and awards. Yes, I would love to believe so. Very good morning, <laughs> morning, by the way. You know, I'm just I'm so excited to be here. This is the first time here, and the studio looks so different to the radio station that I work for. You yeah. know, because I was even asking you guys, "Wow, are you on a different level than we're at?" You know, at the public broadcaster, but it really looks amazing. So I've been uh, in the sporting industry for ten years now. Sure, uh, 2013 was when I auditioned at the SABC. Oh, I'm not some to say that it's, okay. oh. it's out there now <laughs> so there was a, a national presenter search you know and uh, more than 15,000 people actually came through to audition I did it here in in Gauteng mm-hmm. where I, I came out tops as a, a winner in in this province and then I had to battle it out against other provincial winners and ultimately I was then named the uh, national winner that's how I actually started my journey in in sportcasting you know mm. and and since then I I've really done so many amazing uh, projects and and so much work, uh, not only for the broadcaster, you know, but just on a on a personal level. So the, the the one thing for me that really just stands out about that presenter search, because a lot of people say, but wh- what do you think it was about you that separated you from mm-hmm. everyone else? Mm-hmm. It was um, a moment when just during the auditioning process, they actually gave us a clip. It was like 30 seconds long of a match that took place about two seasons before that. And that 30 second clip was not even in chronological order, right? Um, None of the goals were showed in that clip. So when a lot of people came through to discuss with the analysts what they had seen in those clips, they didn't speak about the stuff that wasn't shown. And for me, I knew exactly what that match was. I knew when it took place. I knew the permutations around that encounter. I knew why it was so important, um, why the two teams had to come out with victory and so that is what I guess impressed uh, everyone at the public broadcaster because they said we didn't even show you one goal and you knew all the goals that were scored and who scored them and 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 why the PSL trophy was actually just roaming around that season because we didn't know when it was going to land you know so it was just that rich knowledge of of football Amazing. that just that just blew them away you know and then I guess from then on um, that was then my introduction into into the industry and also bearing in mind that this is someone who wasn't doing sport before this, you know, because I'm I'm an environmental scientist. My word. <laughs> I 
mean, those are like worlds apart. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, my mom, oh, bless her soul. She really didn't want me to embark on this. You know, she said, you've got an honors in environmental sciences. Uh, I really want you to to do this because there's more certainty and stability around uh, around this industry rather than coming into sport broadcasting where you're a freelancer. You know, you don't know mm-hmm. whether you're going to get booked mm-hmm. or not. You don't know if after a year you're going to have a contract or not, you know. Uh, but for me, it was just about saying, yes, I know I've got this honors degree, but there's just this burning passion for sport. You know, I, I just can't let it go. You know, sometimes I would I would leave my specimens in the lab just to go and watch an, a match, you know. <laughs> so I knew there was something that was just amiss, you know. Um, but, but, but ever since entering the industry, it really has been the greatest decision that I made. But I've also been able to do both of them at the same time. So I didn't disappoint my mom altogether, which is good. Where does the love for sports come from? Who? Um, I don't know if she's listening as well, you know, but uh, there would be moments where I would tell my mom that I'm going to the library and I'd be going to the Alanda Stadium. Oh, too much. my. Exactly. <laughs> but I have just always loved sports you know uh and 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 certain teams because when you grow up as soweto uh those are the teams that you love i won't say which one it is and it doesn't necessarily mean that i still support it to this day you know uh but growing up in that sort of environment we always knew which were the teams that were favored and I, and 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 even then from like at the age of 10 i, I was always curious what what is it about this club that people love so much you know and and that's when i even t- took it upon myself to to go to the stadium and and of course it's something that I don't advocate for now you know because it's just it's it's not so safe mm. you know uh, and as a young girl you can't be doing that mm. but this is what I was doing you know I wanted to know all the players you know I, I I wanted to understand even getting to the point where you want to understand the boardroom politics of it all you know mm. so that for me was the introduction just the environment that I was growing up in Esoweto where there was just this love for football you know and then with entering the industry I was then opened up to so much more that it's not just about the football because I came into this a football fundi you know mm-hmm. and, and I realized that there is so much more that, that we should be exposed to and, and that I wasn't maybe giving myself a chance to be exposed to and we'll come to that because I want us to then speak about um, you know the the World Cups that are happening oh, now yeah. in this too right and it's it's we'll come to that we'll yeah. come to that yeah. right <laughs> Now, this industry, I don't know if it, I can actually say it's been formerly male-dominated, right? Oh, yeah. Still kind of is. We're still seeing a bit more, but we are now seeing more of the um, women coming through. We are seeing so many more sports broadcasters, right? That And they are women. Yeah. And they're doing so phenomenally, right? Um, for you, being in the industry and I can imagine 10 years ago when you got into the industry, it was male-dominated heavily. But how have you been able to see a transform, mm. really, to where it is now for women to be part of the sports industry, sports broadcasting industry? I mean, you know, when we speak about it being male-dominated, I think it still is very much, you know. Okay. Yes, the face of sportcasting and maybe the voice of sportcasting has kind of moved from um, maybe if we were to talk percentages, maybe 30% then to about 60, 65 now. But when you look at uh, just the behind the scenes, you know, the, the people that are largely in charge of making sure that production 
emotions go on to air, you know, of, of running the floor, of, of doing everything else, it is still very male dominated. Mm. But I mean, we must still also celebrate the progress, you know, from um, then when I was seeing just a couple of women on screen who are the same women that have inspired all of us, you know, when you saw just one or two faces. And now it, I, I am talking in excess of like 10, 12, you know, that we are exposed to on a daily basis, you know, the kind of women and, and their voices. So there has been that transition. But behind the scenes, I don't think as much, you know, which is why we were even celebrating another broadcaster that I'm not going to mention <laughs> that was largely women driven mm. in terms of the Netball World Cup and what they were able to yeah. do. That was huge for this country because this is something that we're not used to. You know, mm. I, I don't know of many directors uh, that that are doing sport casting. Uh, I don't know of many floor managers, of producers, you know, um, people that are uh, responsible for auto cue, whatever the case is. The only time when we see women largely represented is in the makeup room, you know, and, and that's mm. not where it should be, especially when we're talking about sport, mm. because they're also as passionate and they should be given a voice. And which is why we are still celebrating that uh, broadcaster. And, and it's such a huge milestone uh, for them to have done that. And I really hope it doesn't end uh, with the Netball World Cup, you know, mm. that they can continue to do what they've done, because we saw with that broadcast, it was also phenomenal. And to know that it was women driven speaks so much. It really does. It truly, truly does. So you were heavy on soccer. Yes. Football. That's what you really loved, right? Um, how did you learn? Because, I mean, learning sports is is, is quite technical, right? The, oh, yeah. the sports is technical in itself, no matter what sport it is. So how did you learn the different, the other sports, rugby, cricket, uh, tennis, all of it? Yeah. So th- the one thing that I, I will say to anyone who wants to learn a new sport is the commentary is so important. Mm-hmm. When you decide that this is a sport, uh, for instance, Formula One, you know, uh, a sport that I wasn't um, exposed to growing up. And, and also that is largely because of, of broadcast, you know, when, when you don't have certain channels <laughs> and so you only have the football channels, you know, yeah. uh, you, you don't maybe necessarily know what is happening with Formula One. But once you start to listen to the commentators, once you start to read and read research, you will even start to understand the history of the sport and not just what that season entails. So for me, it was largely about that. Mm -hmm. Saying to myself, okay, cricket is a sport that I wasn't introduced to, you know, but I need to know uh, who are the batters, who are the uh, bowlers, you know, what's happening with the wicket. And I taught myself those sports by making sure that I was listening to the commentary team you're taking time to actually even go to the research department uh, and, and speaking to them. What is this? You know, why, why do they have to do this? And that is how you get introduced. For me, not even knowing anything about cricket to this year being approached by the International Cricket Council to work for them when they were broadcasting the Cricket World Cup, Mm -hmm. the T20, was incredible. You know, this was the first time I've worked with an international broadcaster and it isn't cricket. This is a sport that I taught myself. So it goes to show that when you allow yourself to just 
to just dream and and teach yourself new things you can really reach the ultimate heights you know and and for me that was also something that i was able to do because with the background of environmental sciences it's heavily reliant on research you know so you are constantly researching trying to find the minute details and that's how i've been able to bring that into the sport talking about environmental scientists you being an environmental scientist right are you planning on um, practicing? Are you practicing? <laughs> so, yes, um, I, I, I was formally employed, like a nine to five job, you know, mm-hmm. environmental consultancy. And then I decided to do it uh, on my own. And I think I got the appetite for that risk after I'd completed my MBA, you know, because once you do uh, a degree such as an MBA, it teaches you so much about uh, business, you know, about the different facets of business. And so after doing that, I realized that there's so much more that I can do, especially with my company. And that's when I decided to go solo. But it's it's also, it, it hasn't been easy because of the time uh, mm-hmm. that, that's also needed for the sport casting, you know. And I've also now uh, opened two restaurants. So it's it's actually, oh it's, it's, it's insane. But this is something that I am passionate about. I will get back. People have been asking, when are we going to see you on site again? Because I would always, you know, just uh, share um, what I'm doing on site and the projects that I was involved in. But it is something that I want to get back into. Uh, because, you know, as I say, with the broadcasting, with freelancing, it's not certain. It's it's not stable. Anything mm. can happen at any time. So you always have to make sure that you have secured those multiple streams of income, you know, that you are diversifying your talents mm. uh, because you just you just never know. You just never know. You really never know. <laughs> now, Kolia, one thing for us to speak about the World Cups, right? We've got the Cricket World Cup that's underway. We've yes. got the Rugby World Cup. Look, the guys are doing really well there by the cricket. And mm. it, it feels like they're doing it underground because of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Most of our attention is with the rugby right now. And they're doing so well at the Cricket World Cup, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what... First of all, let's start with the Rugby World Cup because there is a match taking place tomorrow. Um, and then we'll go to cricket. What do you make of the bo- both the teams, um, especially because they are playing at the same time? Yeah. Um, and our focus is so divided. Yeah, it, it, it is divided, but it's also very exciting yeah. because we, we want to be in a situation where all the sporting action is happening at the same time. Before we get to the men, Mm -hmm. I want us to just also acknowledge the women and what they've been able to do this year in the World Cups that they've been uh, taking part in. Uh, Firstly, that uh, inaugural under-19 T20 World Cup that we were involved in hosting it in Benoni and Poch. That was Mm -hmm. amazing. And of course, uh, with our Proteas reaching the finals of the T20 World Cup that was in Feb. And we know what Banyana Banyana were able to do, becoming the very first senior national team uh, to actually make it to the knockout phase of a World Cup. Let's now get to the men. It is so exciting. Yesterday, we were crossing fingers and toes, uh, waiting to hear what uh, Jacques Ninaba and Rassi yeah. Rasmus were going to get up to. Uh, the, the squad, you know, the fact that it was released so late, 
speaks a lot about how strategic the Springboks were mm. coming into this encounter against France. What they did against Ireland, I feel like it was a lot of overconfidence, you know, going in there with that 7-1 split on the bench. Mm. Um, and, and then Ireland was able to strategize against what they were able to bring onto the field. And now with what they have named, I know that a lot of people have found it quite contentious. You know, why is Pollard not starting uh, in, in, in the place of money? But I think this is the time when we need to support our box. They are on the verge of making history in terms of back-to-back World Cups. It would be amazing to see uh, Usia Kolisi becoming this captain that is able mm-hmm. to bring us a fourth title. It would be unprecedented and back-to-back. And how phenomenal would it be to then have a Temba Bavuma, exactly. on the other hand, <laughs> who brings us home this Cricket World Cup trophy uh, when we know that in four years' time we are going to be hosting it mm-hmm. in the country. So this, this for me is incredible. The the Proteas, the manner in which they started, that that record that they were able uh, to attain against Sri Lanka is something that we are going to speak about for decades to come. Those three centuries in one encounter, you know, in terms of the chase, it truly was phenomenal. And also Quinton de Kock, with the, 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 the way he's playing, he's making a statement to say, yes, I know this is my farewell song, you know, mm. but I'm going to make sure that I go out uh, with a bang. So it truly is amazing. I have, I have this good feeling that we might be doing really great things in terms of bringing back these trophies. The Proteas have just been outstanding. And we saw even with their last series here at home and what they were able to do. And they're replicating that form in India. But of course, we know that the likes of India, the hosts are touted as favorites. Mm. But other than that, other than Pakistan, what else are we seeing? You know, So I think this is a solid chance for us to actually come out tops. Oli Zondo, a pleasure speaking to you. I feel like we could have this conversation well into 10 o'clock, all the way to 10 o'clock. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. Can't we just continue after the news? I'm sure we can. (laughs) Power Weekend Breakfast with Tawaj Maahi. Oli and I did say we were rapping. She did want us to have another conversation after news but we have to because there's so much love that she's being shown on x um oh, wow. at power fm 987 at underscore pumeza says love hearing about Koli zondo's um journey the love of sports yes an academic too but she pursued her passion truly appreciate how she set herself apart throughout and continuously learning and growing in her profession oh, wow that is the one Thank and you, then <laughs> um sambil says i love the energy so do i like, I feel like Oli came in here and she just like, gave, like she brought us alive, right? <laughs> I was even saying to you, uh, you know, off air, I hope I'm happy because I know with me, it can get to that level where I just need to tone it down a little. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad it, it wasn't, it wasn't too much. <laughs> no, no. Look, the issue with Power Weekend Breakfast is we allow people to be themselves. Brilliant. So you brought the right energy for yeah. us. Perfect energy. Um, and then Sambil saying, good morning to her, enjoying the show, especially with the sportscaster. She is so lovely. She really Aww. is. You should actually see her in person. That's I'm amazing. Just <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you, no, Koli. Really. Um, yeah, no, I was even saying, because it's something that I, I, I hadn't spoken about when we were chatting yeah. uh, right after this, you know, that I am going to be going to Voice for World Rugby. You know, that has also been another international broadcaster that I worked with this year, you know. Uh, so it truly has been 
an amazing 10 years. And mm. to think that in my 10th year of sportcasting, I can speak about these accolades. I mean, working for the public broadcaster, that's the biggest one, you know, but to know that there are these international broadcasters that are already, you know, saying, Oli, we would like to work with you. Join us on this production. And, and these are global tournaments, mm. you know. It just speaks to how much there is out there, you know, and, and that sportcasting isn't just something that you can leave to what am I doing in the country, you know, but you can explore elsewhere. I mean, I'm one of five voices around the world, two from England, uh, one from Ireland, and the other one is from Australia, you know, so I am the only voice on the African continent sure, that is voicing big. for world rugby. So it's, it's, it's really amazing. That is really huge. And how many of them are women? We have to find out that. Uh, so it's actually three of us, okay. which which is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Three of the five are actually women. So um, world rugby is also, you know, uh, even with their commentators, you know, they're also saying we want to be a little more uh, ex- inclusive mm-hmm. when it comes to bringing women on board, which is which is amazing. Amazing stuff. Koli, we have to say goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. I Thank really you had so, so much, much. fun. Thank it you. was absolutely amazing. And thanks yeah. for bringing us this vibe, this high energy that we needed. <laughs> But before I let you go, if people would like to get in touch with you or follow you, how do they do so? Social media. So uh, on Twitter at Oliswa Zondo Mm -hmm. and then Instagram at Real Olizondo. Uh, I think I've got Facebook. I know that is just like so weird to have. Uh, Oliswa Amanda Zondo, you know, right. that, that's when now uh, the ID number and, <laughs> and the ID all name. the ID, the full names come out. You know? <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Thank Thanks you for so your time much. this morning. Truly appreciate it. Holly Zondo, she is a TV and radio broadcaster. Hey, she's a sportscaster, right? A woman in sports speaking to us about her career. Ten years in the industry, not just local, but she's branching out internationally too. Thank you so much for your time. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.